generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Psalm 36, go there real quick. Psalm 36. Let's read together from verse 7 through 9. Psalm 36, 7 through 9. How precious, let's read. How precious is your love and kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of man put their trust. I can't hear you. Well, over dependence on the big screen. Look at your Bible. Come on, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we go? Can we go? All right, let's read. How precious is your love and kindness, O God? Continue. Therefore, children of man, put their trust under the shadow of your wings. What happens to them? They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life in your light with sea light. Everybody read alone without me now. Very picturesque. How precious is your love and kindness? How valuable, how exceptional, how amazing is your love and kindness? Says the children of men that put their trust not in their money, not in their pedigree or their degree, not in their pedicure or manicure because man cannot even cure them. The children of men put their trust not in their dollars or pounds sterling, not in their gold or their silver, not in their certificates or their certification, not in their online courses or their digital products, not in their bamboo portfolio or any kind of asset online. They put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They dwell in the secret place. They draw inspiration, strength, and capacity from their intimate walk with you. That is where they live. And because they live there, what happens? They are shout abundantly satisfied. I didn't say sage. Shouted abundantly satisfied. Somebody shout, damn it, abundantly satisfied. Shout a call your full name. Damn Victor. I'm abundantly satisfied. With what? The fullness. So see those words. Abundant satisfaction. Fullness of your house. And what do you give them? You don't just give them a drop of water. You don't just give them a droplet of water or a bottle top of water or a shot. You know, like a shot of wine, a shot of drink. God is not giving you a shot of wine or a shot of drink. He's not just giving you half a, a liter or half a pint. He says you give them drink from what? 
Have you noticed that a bottle has a cover? Have you noticed that a river has no cover? That means that there is no cover, no limits. Oh, to the prosperity that the Lord has in view for somebody. It may not be for everybody. Maybe not everybody will press into that reality in God. But have I got maybe two people or three people this morning who know that they are not just operating in the cup level or just operating in the calabash level. They are not just operating in the bottle level, but they are operating in the river level. A river has no limit. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen a bottle they say this is 30 cl another bottle 50 cl uh, but good luck trying to measure the number of centiliters my river has uh, by the way this river is not just the river that is self-generated he says it's out of the river of god's pleasures uh, just in case you're confused psalm 16 said in the presence of god there is fullness of joy and at his right hand they are what pleasures forevermore so if it's the river of god's pleasures how long will the river last it will last for ever for those of you who are settling for a lifetime of struggle say nothing do nothing go nowhere if all you're looking for is a pension fund at the end of your 30 or 40 year career say nothing do nothing go nowhere but if i've got my river brothers or my river sisters in the house this morning if i've got some river people under the out of my voice who understand that there are dimensions in God that human calibrations and containers cannot conceive or receive. How many look for two people? I think we can slap high five right now and give somebody a palm burn and blister inducing high five and tell them get ready for the river. Get ready for the river. Some of you high five people, but you didn't say nothing. I want you to use your voice to paint pictures in their mind. Get ready for a river of supply, a river of support, a river of opportunities, a river of privileges, a river of access, a river of promotion, a river of the right documentation, a river of property. What river are you looking for? Shout it till I can hear it. Shout it till I can hear it. You give them drink from the river of your so there are pleasures in God that sex cannot even scratch. There are pleasures in God that ecstasy cannot even come close to. There are pleasures in God that gambling and betting cannot give you. He says, you give them drink from the river. I want someone to think about it. All those one-off blessings are about to become a cycle, a continuous stream. A river is an aggregation of molecules of water in a different dimension. In other words, whatever you have seen as once a year, do you know it can become once a month? Do you know whatever you express once a month can become once a week? Are you aware that your once a week is somebody's once every day? Are you aware you are about to go into a level of compound interest? As you compound your interest in the things of God, Reese has 
lusts of all to come into you in good measure pressed down, shaken together and still running over. Where are my river receivers? Where my river jumpers, my river swimmers, my, my river, my river people, where are they today? Identify yourself with a shout. this morning is in verse 9. The real assignment for many of us is in verse 9, media. It says, for with thee is the fountain of life. It's a fountain. Now, have you seen a fountain before? The fountain has a fountain head and then it has streams or springs. Right? Now you can see the fountain from afar does not refresh you. Seeing the fountain does not guarantee refreshment. You come close to the fountain, you know the tiny particles begin to touch you. Some of you have felt the particles, but you have not drank. So you have a feeling of life. You are, you are lively. Even though you are not empty. MC a miracle contact Let me ask him how he gets it. 
is a fountain of life and contacting a dimension does not mean you've seen everything. Why? In your light, what do we see? So, I need to get God's mind on abundance. If I must see myself in an abundant light. In your light, not in the light of the Nigerian millennials, not in the light of my generation. My generation cannot be my reference. If my generation is my reference, that means I will break the flow of contacting something that can change my generation. Because you can't change anything when you're exactly like it. Anyone who will change their times must get light beyond their times and import light beyond their times into their time to change their times. And that's what puts you light years ahead. Because you're in God lights. This is the secret of A.W. Tozer, E.M. Pounds, Kenneth Hagen. 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years. Their books are still in our library. Why? Because they've got light and light know they expire. to carry the ticket for the primaries and the political party. He's more than the primaries. He's more than the secondaries. He's more than the tertiary. He's more than the postgraduate. Because when you're at your post, it can cost the graduate. He's more than all of that. God is bigger than your biggest imagination of your biggest fantasy, of your biggest projection, of your biggest expectation. Anything big that you have, God is bigger than it.
So no matter how many people God has blessed or increased or helped, there is still more in God. And when we look at the word, we see in our text it says, you shall make them drink from the river of your pleasures. So we see this about God, that God has pleasures. He has resources. He has supply streams. He has more than enough. When you look through the Bible, every miracle of supply is marked by excess. Somebody shout excess. Can you look at your neighbor and say, uh, say look at your neighbor and say, I, I don't, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not extraordinarily small, but my blessing t-shirt size is excess. Isn't it a 
interesting that many times what limits us is not what we don't have but what we think we're missing out on. So they had all the trees to eat from but they were fixated on the one God said don't touch. Come on somebody. So you have all those possibilities in God but you're fixated on the accommodation you have not gotten. Look at your neighbor. Say expand your mind beyond the primary need. You have all those possibilities of ideas and gifts and anointings and graces and talents and friendships and relationships and you're wealthy in wisdom and wealthy in perspective and wealthy in referrals and circles and endorsement. But you're like, well, God, I don't have this one. We're talking about the river. You're complaining you don't have a cup. And that's the challenge. Many times we come to the river with a cup. Instead of living in the river. Abundance was never supposed to be a place where you go on tour. Remember you hear what I'm saying? It was designed as the place where you live. Don't visit the river of abundance with a cup of demand. Relocate there. That's where I live. Look at someone say, I'm coming to join my pastor. I'm coming to join my... Who's coming to join me? By the way, if it's really abundance and you're really living abundance, you don't have a problem with people joining you. Because God's abundance always has room for more. It's man's abundance that does not want to show anybody the secrets. They don't want people to know. That's poverty disguised. That's poverty wearing prosperity mask. Many shots have been fired. Is it too early? Is you in second service? <laughs> I'm shooting straight. Every miracle, they were in the wilderness. And guess what? Let's look at the chart. Let's look at the table. Poverty and prosperity, guys. In the wilderness, and I showed you about 10 major things, the struggles that they had coming out of Egypt and God's provision plan. God had a provision plan. I'm talking about the old table, not the new one. So that should be on demand. I'm wondering why we don't have it. Alright. And I say you should edit that. It's not you can Alright. Poverty and the provision. Right? Not the poverty. Definite article. The poverty. The specific poverty. Alright. Poverty provision. Right? I showed you how when God was bringing Israel out, they had issues. They came out of Egypt, right? Did they come out of Egypt? Into where? A wilderness, not to Canada. Not to America. Into a dry place. Oh, come on. By the way, there's nothing wrong with going to Canada and America, but the real proof of the blessing is your ability to get water out of a rock. That's the real proof. <laughs> Everybody can latch onto something that already looks like it's working. So if you travel, don't travel to go and find water. Travel with the water from the river you're already carrying. 
So if you have mentality, let me just escape, let me escape, let me escape. You are escaping the country, but not the poverty in it. Because people carry their poverty into every place they go. You are not talking to me in the service. Do you tell me, are you feeling this? Say something if you feel something. Now, when they came out of Israel or Egypt, what was their work in Egypt? Slaves. So what were they doing? Building, carrying on their head. What else were they doing? Ebi, talk to me. You're laughing away the point. Talk to me. <laughs> Come on. Farming. They were walking the fields. Making hay. So they had jobs. They were slaves, but they had jobs. They owned jobs, but they were owned by the people who created the jobs. So going into the wilderness, there was no place for them to apply. No job provision. No job security. Right? But were there jobs in the wilderness? Did they create jobs in the wilderness? How? Were there priests? Were there builders? Did they build a tabernacle? With what? Animal skin. So they were leather makers. They were good spin spinners. They were textile designers because Aaron had clothes. So they created a whole industry in the wilderness. You know, we read the Bible and say, and God brought them out of the wilderness. Check out the details. God is not a puff of smoke and a spooky sensation. He's very practical. Can we talk right now? Look at your neighbor. See, there are jobs in you. Bring them out. Look at your neighbor say, please stop pretending that you have nothing. Stop pretending. Lack of good education. What did he do? He created a training system based on their skills and the Torah. There was an educational system. How do I know? Because they built things and those things had measurements. <laughs> Bukla and I were, were working with some artisans on the course of the week. And from the first thing the guy was doing, I said, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Because the moment, I mean, you're trying to lay blind somewhere and you want to start from the middle without measuring. You're just marking. I said, this guy, I said, you didn't learn work. Said, okay, I make another car. I know the land work. I know the land work. They heard the smell. I allowed him go, go on. Eventually, I said, please come. Let me show you what to do. I taught him what to do. How did I know part of that? Maybe part of it is intuitive, but a, a part of it was developed through my engineering understanding. Education. So, there must have been a tailor when they made clothes for Aaron and his son. Somebody had studied how to measure. Let's not make God look like one careless, blessing, random dispenser. People learned even in the miraculous. Stop making God out to be a joke of an entity that just blesses some people when he feels like. Whether they do anything or not. Education. People built the altar. People built, people made brass equipment. People killed animals. That means there was sanitary provision. 
They didn't call it HSC, but there was HSC. You don't know what that is. I hope it's not NSC, you know. Number three, warfare and conflict. Give them victory in battle and give them spoils, not souls, the spoils of war. Weather and climate change. He gave them a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So even when they said to Moses, Moses, please, we don't want to hear the voice of God. We're so intimidated by the voice of God. God said, you might not hear my voice, but you will see my visuals. So God is an audiovisual God. He's a multimedia God. This is the reason in this generation you must either use voice or visuals to go as far as you can. If you can't do videos, you do voiceovers. Don't want your face to show, let your voice be synced with a poster. If you can't do vlog, do podcast. Are you seeing this now? say no more randomness say I know what I'm doing and why I'm doing it social injustice he created a social justice system to cater to the poor lack of food and water he gave them bread and brought water out of the rock lack of infrastructure he made ways literally in the wilderness and taught them to build assets in the wilderness lack of government support he backed them with the greatest government ever the government of heaven with security systems called angels with sirens called the voice of God. Are you here? As in God is an overdoer. Jehovah overdue. They said we just want a little bit of water. He brought a reservoir out of the rock. They said God can we get bread? He said you will eat man attire. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every miracle. Jesus shows up on the scene. They want water. He turns water to wine. They want bread. He gives them enough for thousands of people and 12 baskets full. I don't know about you, but I have made up my mind concerning myself and my home and my family and anybody in my inner circle. You must be in abundance mode. You must live in abundance. You must have more than enough. I don't know where my partners in the river are this morning, but is there anybody who wants to splash a little bit in the river? Is there anyone who wants to shout abundance? Shout it louder, say abundance. Abundance. Every miracle he did. Abundance. When they were building tabernacle, they called for funds. Moses had to tell them at some point, we have enough gold. When was the last time you had more than enough? Look at somebody. Say, I will experience abundance. Clap those hands and celebrate God for abundance. So even in the miraculous abundance, when he commanded them about gleaning and providing for strangers, orphans, and widows, he said, when you reap the harvest, don't take everything. Leave some for them. In other words, God's mindset about those who follow him is that you must be able to leave some for people. But how can you leave some for people when you don't have enough? So there are three levels of operation in the world. Number one is the level of less than enough, not enough. 
That's the first level. And that's where somewhere between 55 and 70% of people on earth leave. Maybe about 55%. Just not enough. Never have enough. The level of not enough. Many of us are either there or we have experienced it. I have experienced it before. The level of not enough. And by not enough, that means you don't have enough to be able to live comfortably. I'm not talking about largesse and ostentatious wealth. I'm talking about just like daily needs. Basic needs. Food and raiment at will, on demand. Not enough. And to be able to move, just to be a decent citizen of the earth. And not be an embarrassment or a burden to other people. That's the first level. That's the level where most people live. Not enough. Look at your neighbor. Say not enough. Not anymore. And the reason I keep saying look to your neighbor. Say this or say that. Is a part of programming is affirmation. Intentional. And if you want to go deep. You don't get distracted as you're saying it. Images are being catalyzed on the inside of you. You're not just saying it because pastor is just saying it. You're saying it from your heart because the first conversation that changes your life is internal. So you can say something, but you're not saying it in your heart. That's why the Bible says the fool has said where? In his heart that there's no God. So there are conversations in your heart that are oftentimes stronger than the ones outside of you. Oh, come on, somebody. Not enough. First dimension. Isn't it interesting that God to establish his desire for the church and his desire for the Christ, the head of the church, at the birth of the church and at the birth of the Christ, there was abundance. Christ was born in a foreign land, not in the place where Joseph and Mary had their home because they had to travel for census. Come on, somebody. In that foreign land, did people come with gold, myrrh, and frankincense or not? God was trying to tell you that the primary thing is not your location. It's your identification. The inner image. So Jesus was in a different land from where Joseph had his carpentry craft and resources came. I don't know who exactly this message is for. But I know that there are at least two to three people who will become millionaires in dollars as a result of this series. I know that. I know that. I know that. And of course, when we preach this way, you already know we've laid the foundation. We know why the money is coming. We're not going to worship it or gloat over it or you know, build an idol out of it. You know why it's coming. Part of how you know you're one of those people is there's just something in your, there's this fire in your heart. There's this thing. So you're not just taking notes. You're becoming the notes. Take note off. My name might not be Sam. I might not know the song. But I'm a note. So level of not enough, we know what that is. The next level is level of just enough. So level of not enough is lack, is poverty, is insufficiency. The level of just enough 
is survival and decency. Just enough. And sadly, Doc, you know that what many believers call prosperity is really just enough. Because we need to rethink our model of wealth. When Elon Musk can single-handedly buy the third or the fourth largest social networking site, he buys it without a prophetic prayer. He didn't call for a WhatsApp group. Join faith with me. Come on, help me now. <laughs> I'll talk about the place of prayer. I'm not, I'm not shading prayer. I'm not downplaying prayer. There's a place for prayer. Because your system of world creation has some differences. There's some universal principles, whether you're saved or not. But there are also some unique aspects of it. Right? Right? Just like there's a way, there are many ways a church can be funded. But there's a Bible way. Right? There are many kinds of women you can marry. But there's a Bible way. There are many, let me not talk about that one today. Let's focus. (laughs) Are you following this? Elon Musk buys that. And so, he can control the conversations. He can censor anything he wants to censor. So, we have to rethink our concept of capacity and wealth. Look at your neighbor. Say, stop calling survival prosperity. Just enough. can pay my bills. Travel two or three times a year. (laughs) People around me. Oh, well, you know, they're okay. Lend some support here and now and again. But if there's any real emergency, if there's any real crisis, if there's any closure or clamping of my account because I preach too much and all of that, I don't have enough to be able to bounce back and go above and beyond. Somebody say, just enough. I'm not settling for that. The third level is the level of more than enough. Jaira, you're more than enough in every circumstance. The believer's more than enough, watch this, does not start with the acquisition of assets. It starts with the understanding of revelation. So the believer's more than enough is about revelation first. That's where it starts. Moses and Manah, revelation. Elijah and the jars of oil wherein there was abundance, revelation. David and overtaking the army and recovering all and getting more, revelation. Starts with that. Jesus turning water to wine, revelation. Peter and the mighty catch of fish, revelation. It starts with the word first. The prosperity of the believer for him to prosper materially whilst his soul is prospering. In other words, whilst his soul is not diminishing, being depleted or being fractured or splintered, if it's going to prosper that way, it has to start with revelation. Otherwise, he becomes rich in money but poor in his soul. It starts with revelation. So Psalms chapter 23 
let's, let's go to our text, Psalm 36 and verse 9. Then we'll go to Psalm 23. For with you, let's read this together. For with you is the fountain of life in your We see what is light, illumination, revelation. The entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. Understanding of the fountain. Understanding of the river of pleasure. Understanding of positioning. Understanding of the flow of the river. Understanding of the cycles and the patterns of provision and prosperity. Understanding. Understanding. It is very key. Yeah, I'm going to need a picture of a mule. It's somewhere in my, I didn't put the picture there, but I put the indication there in my outline. A mule that is tied to a chair. It's a very popular picture. Many people have seen it. A mule that is tied to a chair and is just waiting there. So there is a way I must understand it. So Psalm 23, many of us have read that before, but let's read it in the light of abundance. Most of us can quote it. Psalm 23. Can we recite it? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not Continue. Is this a beautiful psalm? Beautiful, right? Why do you think it's the most popular psalm in the world? Why? Psalm of abundance. Give me more. Enjoyment. You might not be an ordained minister, but today I ordain you minister of enjoyment. was the first person I gave that name when she showed up for Waves 2019. I'm like, who's this girl with all the energy, enjoying all the food and smiling and dancing and saying, you're a minister of enjoyment. More the more, more the M-O-E. But you might as well put, apart from the B-S-C or the M-S-C or the M-B-A you have to your name, child of God, put M-O-E. Minister of... Please help me look for five people and tell them, you can call me M-O-E. You can call me... Not palliative, my palate better than native. It starts with embracing the light of God. I choose not to embrace the light of Nigeria. 
Nigeria needs to embrace my light. Because many of us, our dreams are doctored by what our country has called possible for people in our age group. So your dreams have been frittered by too many factors that you're not in control of. It can happen, but not in Africa. It can happen in Africa, but not in Nigeria. It can happen in Nigeria, but not in this industry. It can happen in this industry, but not to this age group. It can happen in this age group, but not in this poly. What do you mean? If God be for you. But how does this psalm of abundance start? How does it start? The Lord being the shepherd. And the two major assignments of a shepherd. Many, but two major. To lead and to feed. A pastor is a shepherd. And that's what God promises. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. I will give you shepherds after my heart. Who will feed you with knowledge and wisdom. To lead and to feed, you can put to heed as well, to pay attention, heed. It says, be careful to know the state of your flock. Right? He's, it's, he starts with his shepherd. David does not say, I am so skillful, I will not want. Who's that person who's hearing that? God bless you specially. Because many of us Skills are important. I'll talk about that. But God wants to decorate it beyond your skills. Decorate you lavishly. Pour stuff on you. He didn't say because I'm connected, I shall not want. Says the Lord is my shepherd. Therefore, I shall not want. Let me read, read it to you in the message Bible. If we have it, you can project the message Bible. God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools of, to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath. And send me in the right direction. So, kitty kitty, kata kata. Kata kata, yet no kit kat. That is not God's agenda. Whenever you find yourself running from pillar to post, find out if you've made God your pillar in the right post. Running, child of God. Every time you're looking harassed. Unbelievers are always trying to encourage you with the Bible. JC. I see your person using it for an example, but right now you're an example of sadness. I reject it for you. That's not your push. Droopy face. Droopy face. Come on, let him lead you. He says, You let me catch my breath. That means a believer should have some sins in his life where it's like, I'm not really working for the next two weeks. I want to fellowship, I want to retreat. But some people cannot leave anything they are doing even when they are running private businesses because you are not seeing it in God's light. You are seeing it in the light of hustle. By the way, believers don't hustle. Believers are blessed. We work, we don't hustle. We labor in favor. 
Go and check the meaning of words before you use them. Hustle, the hustle culture started from America. Hustlers are those people that you can't really tell what they are doing. But they can wear gold chains today and grill till tomorrow. And they are running the blunts or selling the blunts or doing mixtape and selling up and down, running around from so I'm a hustler, I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, I'm a hustler. You and who? <laughs> I flourish. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, what happens? I'm not afraid, verse 4. Media, verse 4. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid. When you walk at my side, what happens? You find a way to shepherd me. Your trusty shepherd's crook. Boom. You know that crook of the staff? Pulls me back. That's what it means. Verse 5. Are you ready to eat big? Verse 5. You serve me. Who's responding to this one? I don't know what y'all over there are doing. But I love a people who can respond on the word. As if they already have the material manifestation of what the word says. You serve me. Look at your neighbor. Say they may have served you breakfast. But God is about to serve you a six course meal. image of him in our lives. Every ridiculous image that God is just a surviving God. No. By the way, don't forget who's speaking? David, right? Was David poor? If you remember, I told you two Sundays ago, how much did he donate to the temple? The temple that it was never going to worship it. How much? How much? Yeah, I gave you a figure. That's what you see. People need to be listening, taking it down. Details. Write us down. The difference is in the details. I didn't say say it. Write it down. You will remember specific things when you are taking the word seriously. See, when I pray to you guys and I listen to myself, I'm not listening so I can become a better speaker. I'm listening so I can partake of the oil on the word because some things come spontaneously. And some things come, though prepared and preplanned, there is a grace for the distribution of it in the house. Are you hearing this? We converted it. Okay, let me ask another question. How much was the silver, the gold and silver that Gideon used as effort? What's the value in today's currency? We looked at that last week. 21? 
explain it what? So what's the point of going through going through the details? Ah, oh, pastor, you're very intentional. The way you are specific. Are you intentional about listening? Instead of 500 million naira last year, last week. Over 500 million. Amount that David supplied. They didn't give you the figure. They gave you the walking. Multiplied. People just put, you didn't even put the figure there. I told uh, Israel and Minister Solomon gives for over 500 million naira. How much did David donate to the temple? Over 20 billion dollars in today's currency. That's like Elon Musk paying about 15% of his wealth or something. That's like Bill Gates giving about 25%. So the person speaking here was not mouthing empty words or trying to excite people with colorful pictures. He said, I have experienced the shepherding of God and it always ends with a cup that runs over. So I've seen it. This is not a conceptual theoretical thing. A bit of you know a bit about me and you know I'm not preaching this series as a future prophecy for my life. It's okay. It's not everything you preach that you've experienced. It's not everything. Right? But a solid preacher, a solid teacher, pastor, you must have experienced to a dimension. Are you following this? These things that Jesus began to do and to teach because the power of the teaching is in the doing. Somebody shout abundance, shout it. I wish we could go to some other things, but how does God now supply? I know that God is a God of abundance. I've tried to help myself sometimes because God is a God of abundance. I try to do it my own way. How can I experience, enjoy, maximize the provisions of God's abundance? In our culture, in our generation, in our space, most people or many people, maybe the greater population perhaps, believe that the way to abundance is bribery, corruption, greed, avarice, manipulation, scheming, scamming, shortchanging your clients or your customers or your bosses, contaminating your products and getting more money for inferior value. Many people think that that's the way to abundance. So they try to cut corners. They try to do sharp practices. They try to manipulate, to scheme. They try to pervert the truth. But God says, no. Anytime you steal, you also steal something from yourself. Every time you cheat, you also cheat yourself. Every time you manipulate, you also manipulated into greater manipulation. Every time you cut corners, you also cut certain things short in your life. And this kind of manipulation is not new in the church. We see, let's go real quick to Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 28. Ephesians 4, 28. Give it to me quickly. Or I'll get it myself. Gina Kovalasius. Look at this. Thank you. Let him who stole steal no. Who's he talking to? Who's he talking to? Shout it. Who's he talking to? Believers where? Efficiency. Now, if anybody was given the 
richest revelation. Welcome, Steve. I've not seen Steve in months. Let's celebrate Steve. Good to see you, man. Watch this. If any church got the most condensed and the richest understanding of the riches of Christ and the trust of Christ and the church, it was the efficient church. The most popular Pauline prayer is where? In Ephesians chapter 1. So he has spoken to them, eyes of understanding being enlightened. He has made you the head over all principalities and power. You are sitting in heavenly places, chapter 2, right? He's done all of that, but the same people were still stealing in this church. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not moved by your Pauline prayers. Ask your neighbor, say, who are you stealing from? Some people don't steal money, they steal time from their bosses. Some people don't steal time from their bosses, they steal portions of their wealth from the church. God says give, and they don't. That's theft, because the moment God says give, that resource has been marked as something that is no longer yours. <laughs> In heaven's economic plan, that resource has been deployed. So it's read as red. Come on, Sam. If it's heavy, interpret it with the sound, y'all. Let him that stole, look at your neighbor, say her too, her, her, her too. Let her who stole. Women don't like to be left out, don't, do they? Let her that stole. Still no longer. Alright, so this guy has been stealing. Manipulating, maybe stealing literally or cheating. Brother Paul is saying, don't steal again. But I love God. God never tells you to stop something without telling you what to start. If God ever told you stop and you feel like he didn't tell you start, you didn't wait long enough to hear. Let him that stole Nigerians. Let me speak to every Nigerian, whether you are a pastor, a politician, a banker, a prostitute, a pimp. Let him that stole steal no more. Let her that stole steal no more. Type in the comment box, steal no more. So what do we do, pastor? But rather, let him labor. So favor does not exclude labor. Favor amplifies the returns on labor. Oh, God, favor me. God, favor me. People think it means I won't do anything. I'll explain it in thorough detail in the second service, but let me go a little further. What should he do? Working with what? His hands. What is good that he may have something to give him who has. In other words, the goal of the believer must move from him having need to him having seed. How does it do that? Stop stealing. And then see God's supply cycle. Give me the diagram on God's supply cycle. I created this diagram on God's supply cycle to simplify it for you so you can have a, a bigger picture. This is how to always have. This is how to always have abundance. God has his own pattern. By the way, the enemy who is a thief and a counterfeit can never give you a better pattern than the God who made the things you're trying to steal. 
wish somebody would understand that. How can the thief know better than the real owner? The reason is the thief is that he's so limited in his thinking capacity that he has reduced his possibility to exploiting others. He does not believe that he has enough resources by himself to produce it. So he thinks the only way to get it is to steal it. Look at your neighbor. Say, I hope you're hearing this today. This proprietary document, all the things I share with you, proprietary document, y'all. So don't go and start using it without permission. I, t- I tell you, I don't teach sermons. I do frameworks. So you need to understand it though. Because I'm not, I'm not trying to talk to individuals. I'm speaking to nations. This, the, what you hear is not for people that just want to survive now, is it? And let's be honest. I'm not trying to hype kings or hype us or hype me. Let, just be honest. If you've listened to two or three messages, you know it's not personal survival. Have I got a witness? If it's personal survival, I'll just give you points now. You know, point one, this is scripture, point two. I'm not saying that's bad, but each man should know his calling. To raise kingdom influencers, not just church members. This is God's supply cycle from Ephesians 28. God showed this to me. He says, Let him that stole still no more, but let him labor. To labor means there is something to labor on or labor with. That means that he has already received something. So the supply cycle does not start with you trying to get. It starts with you knowing what you have already received. This is the, not just your skills, part of it. This is the reason there is no miracle that does not start with the acknowledgement of what already exists in the system of the person looking for the miracle. People are hungry, go and find what they already have. Bread and fish. Water wants to turn to wine, go and find the water they can afford. Stop lamenting over the wine you don't have if you haven't fetched the water you have. What you have received. Elisha said to the woman, what do you have in your house? So the supply cycle of heaven starts with acknowledging that I have received something. Somebody say I've received something. received something. John 3, 27. From 26 to 27, John 3. The disciples of, of John came to John and said, Rabbi, see, there's a new man in town and everybody is following him. Jesus, right? They're talking about Jesus. Everybody's following Jesus. You know what John said? He said, no man can receive anything except it's been given to him from where? So anything that is coming into your life or that you were born with, you received. That is, you were born rich. Because if you receive something from God, that thing cannot be poor. If Ali Kodangata gives you a pen, that pen cannot be normal. Oh, Lord, help somebody today. Lord, help somebody. Open up somebody's heart somebody's mind. If Jimakadenuga gives you a SIM card, that SIM card is not normal. It's just SIM card. 
That's the normal. Are you following this, somebody? God never wants you to have scarcity as the framework for labor. The people who still at work are the people who have a scarcity mindset. Stealing is a scarcity mentality on display. Because it means for me to have, I need to strip somebody. But the world is so abundant that your billions don't have to stop mine. James 1.17, James says, every good and perfect gift is from where? Above the father of lights. And with him there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. So in the cycle, that's why we put acknowledgement. Go back to the cycle. Where? Where? Above. Receive. Above. It's from above. This is the reason when they said the people are hungry, Jesus said, go and find them food. What do they have? The found a boy with father's bread and two fish. When they brought it, just where did he put it? He lifted it up. Elevate what you've been given with gratitude. He lifted it up and said, Father, I thank you. He gave thanks. He did not complain. Most of us would be like, "Uh uh-uh, what is this? I have 5,000 people, you're giving five loaves of bread. God, you're not even trying. Never despise your five loaves because in it may lie the bakery for nations. I wish I had somebody who was hearing me. Okay, let me preach to Jaddy. I think Jaddy is hearing me this morning. Never despise your five loaves because in it may be the bakery for nations. I don't know what exactly it is that the Lord has been spotlighted in your life, but you better get ready to work on that thing, to knead that dough, to press it, to put it in the oven and say, God, it might just be a loaf of bread, but I'm going to be faithful with the bread. I'm not going to waste the crumbs because even the crumbs can bring healing to somebody else. God, I am grateful. Is there anybody who's grateful for their gift or a skill or an ability or an access point or an open door? Is there is there anyone at all somebody shout I've received something I don't want to just say shout I've received something you can shout your own version but I've received inspiration I've received wisdom I've received humor I've received wit I've received intelligence I've received anointing I've received open doors I've received favor
before. You give them angels food. Manna, it fell from heaven. It was not multiplied bread from Egypt. Manna was not multiplied bread from Egypt. It was angels food. Psalms calls it that. That angels eat manna. When Israelites ate it, they were like, what is They couldn't taste. There was nothing. They had tasted in the greatest civilization of their times that tasted that good. When they wanted water out of the rock, God said to Moses, use what you have received, this rod. What you have. The supply cycle does not start with begging. With borrowing. With complaining. With manipulating. With wishing somebody will see a vision. You are the person that needs to see a vision. Somebody shout, I've received something. Somebody said, Lord, I receive open eyes to see all I've received. Many of us are so rich, but our riches are in layers. You can sing, you can write, you can coach, you can counsel, you can consult. Some of you can listen, some of you can cook, you can sew, you can stitch, you can nurse, you can nurture, you can go in between, you can represent one nation and say, I don't have anything. What do you mean? The fact that you don't see the value does not mean it's not valuable. is you. It's value. Value able. It's the value in you that makes you able to express the value through what you receive. Are you here? Give me my cycle, guys. So it starts with receiving. Receiving. He says, let him labor. Working with what? His hands. Let him labor, working with his hands. Now, what does work mean? Work means to labor to increase the value of what you've received. So, a lot of people, Remy has this thing, he was sharing with me, where's Remy? He was sharing this with me, I've told him he needs to democratize that thing, that productivity thing that you have. And he came up with a very interesting thing about how many, what, what's the percentage productivity that you came up with based on your own analysis, based on the time you spent? About 40% based on the time you spend. Actual labor time, mental labor, physical labor, emotional engagement with the work was about 40%. From your research so far, what's like the percentage uh, of productivity based on productivity to work time ratio? F 40% of imputes give them 80%. And you're more productive than the average person. Right? You're trying to be humble. You think so? <laughs> so, many people's actual impute time will be much less than that, right? Maybe 20, 23, 25%. Are you following this? So, work is not anything you do when you go to work. Work is the actual labor impute. Some people have been working in the company for 20 years, but they only have two years' experience. Oh, come on, somebody talk, right? Some people are not even diligent enough to respond to the teaching and the work. Look at somebody beside you. Say, stop looking like that. Labor. 
Look at somebody say labor. 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 Many people feel like, you know what? If I've received favor, there should be no labor. I'll show you the three hands and I'll teach it in the second service. But that's not the way it works. When you've received favor, then you should labor to express more of the favor. Paul said, I labor more abundantly than they all. He says, yet not I, but the grace of God or the favor of God that I've received. So my labor is not being filled by me. My labor is being filled by what I've received by his favor. So the more favored you are in a culture, the more labor you need to engage. Everybody likes me does not mean I become sloppy. Everybody likes me means I take more responsibility. So I don't waste the favor. Mm, are you here, somebody? So he says, let him work. Time runneth. Wow. Labor to increase the value of what you've received. That he might what? That he might have. Now, the fact that you've received something does not mean that you have it. <laughs> Let me show you from a scripture. I don't have time to read it, but just take it. To him that hath. Come, Minister Solomon. To him that hath, more shall be given. Having is faithfulness and accountability and stewardship. Over the value gained from the labor applied based on what has been received. Having is intentional stewardship. Even when it does not look fiscally profitable. I hope somebody is listening. There is no soup anywhere. There is only wisdom that people don't apply. If you want pastor to cut soup for you, this is what I do. That's why in the last 10 years, I've developed 10 streams of income. How? This is it. Is the silence for me. The thing about the streams. See, let me just tell you something. God did not promise you income. He promised you abundance. Your income is based on how well you engage his abundance. That's the truth. It says you will cause them to drink without pleasure. But some will drink with a straw. Some will drink from a cup. Some will go with a bottle. Some will go with a pipe. And create a system of supply. God never promised you income. He guarantees you abundance. But wisdom will draw streams of income. From a river of abundance. This, this is the best I can do. I can teach and pray for you. So he does not. He said he that has. More shall be given to him. But he that hath not. What will happen? That which he has will be taken away. So what does that mean? 
everybody has received but not everybody have a faithful possession of what they've received therefore the one who is faithful in the possession of what he has received I'm going to give him more because I know when I place in his hands he doesn't fall his hands are not slack or sloppy his hands are not weak or distracted he's all ready to receive more give us some more stuff he's ready to receive more he's ready to receive more you see you see he's ready if you like break thank god you have money he's he's ready to receive more the faithfulness come on people do you see can you catch it when god throws it at you can you catch it when God throws it at you, you all are more nervous than him because you think he's doing too much and taking on too much. But he's built, are you hearing? He's built capacity, responsibility. Not only when I called him, but because I've tested him off stage, I can put him on stage and he will not fall my hand. received but do you have for to everyone who has more will be given and he will have what oh come on y'all see this now this is not some kind of psychological textbook motivational teaching this is some deep theological teaching on prosperity and the principles of God's supply he says there is a way to abundance but it starts with knowing what you've received and working with faithfulness and you will have abundance but from him who does not have if it's so he started with one how many does he have now one, two, three, four, five, what? Six. Different brands. Different sizes. So from having, your phone is how many gig? 256 gig of storage. Now he has six times that. That's about 1,420 or something like this. Something like that. Almost 1,500 gig. His capacity has expanded. Have you seen why those who do get to do more? Those who give get to give more. Those who have seem to have more. It's the way God ordained it. It's not cheating. Say the rich are becoming richer and the poor are becoming poorer. Ask the rich how they are becoming richer. And ask the poor what they are doing apart from analyzing the money of the rich. consulting, you're doing training, you're doing guides, you're doing slides, you're doing this is it thank you Lord for what I've received I add value to it, how do you add value what's value, value is help don't overthink it in economic terms when you bring practical help to people, that's value I help people with it are you following and then I have now, have is also about stewardship. It's also about how you distribute the value based on what you have. Who gets what? What goes to God? What goes to wifey? What goes to family? What goes to kings? What go- Do you see? That's having. 
that's, that's being in charge. That means the process of my labor is not controlling me. It's not dictating my budget. I am controlling it because I'm the person that receives. The wealth will not receive me. I receive wealth so I can direct it. And the final thing in that cycle is somebody getting something here. Take me home, take me home. The final thing in that cycle, you now what? Give. This is the generous distribution of resources gained through diligence and applied effort, right? So it says, let him that stole steal no more. In other words, in the supply cycle of God, stealing is not a part of it. what the economy says. So it will be like, oh, the country is hard. I'm just trying. Stealing will make your personal life harder. Eventually. So the times are hard. But your God is soft. And he has a cycle. He has a system. Don't forget the thief can never evolve a better system of acquisition than the creator of resources. Because every time people steal, your creativity gets caught. So how can they sustain eternal resources? They can. So when it gives, remember, give and it shall be. So when he gives, what happens? What happens? Don't get a strike against focus. What happens? He receives more. Again. So he now has more to do what? Work with. Watch this. Is the God ordained 
ordained passage for the expression of inner glory. I hope the look on your face is not a reflection of your heart. Because you guys look like I'm speaking. In other words, there's glory in me. I can bring it out by labor. I'll tell you what, what work is in second service is Aragon. Aragon? Aragon in the Hebrew. It means to become. It means the unlocking of my innate potential to decorate what's on the outside with the substance of myself. Put my mark on it. So people can read a post. So people tag me, right? People tag me on different things. So there's a, there's a, a very popular thing, a witty thing somebody did, a content creator, and then Pastor Kingsley put it up. A couple of people were tagging me there. It sounds like Pastor Dami wrote this or P. Dams wrote this because of the way the words were structured. That is, I've arrogant. So people will see what looks like you and say, that looks like. So your walk, you haven't really walked until a substance of yourself has smeared what you walked on. passing time in front of the computer and smiling at your friends and quickly closing the social stream when your supervisor walks by. That's not work. That's deception. <laughs> favor. Labor. Now, when people bless you, that's favor from their labor. I'll teach it in service. Did somebody get something today? Will the cycle live with you forever? So anytime there is a lack in your life, go back to the cycle. What needs adjustment? Only four parts. And when you work that cycle, I'm in that space right now by the grace and mercy of God. When you work that cycle, because nobody showed me this. You know there's some things you do by divine leading and then you meditate in the spirit of God and say, okay, do that. But when you work that cycle, now have cycles of supply. That's where that line ceaseless cycles of supply. The thing is just rhymes. You're listening to my spirit, it's not just my rhymes. Everybody stand, let's glorify God.
as we walk, we see light in your light. In the name of Jesus, we break out of the murky waters of ignorance, of darkness, of foolishness. In the name of Jesus, we labor to receive, to have, to give. In the name of Jesus, thank you because you've answered our prayers. Lord, we pray for our pastor. We pray that you would refill him anew in the name of Jesus. The way he has watered us, you would water him in the name of Jesus. Thank you because you've answered, Father. In Jesus' most and gracious name, we've prayed. Amen. Can we jam our eyes together and celebrate Jesus? Can we celebrate Jesus? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I'm not trying to ask us this morning if we're blessed by this amazing, amazing time. Can we just celebrate Pastor Dami for such a great time? Stammy was speaking quickly when he was talking. Please, can we just have a seat? When he was talking about at the beginning of the message, when he was saying that in your light I see light. I remember reading an article, I think last month, about um, a farmer in Turkey who used um, uh, Google for his cows. And he said that after he used that virtual reality Google on the cow, they produced more because it gives the cow um, a reality that they are in a pasture. So they begin to emit cows. So we need to put on our own God goo. Do you understand? Our reality is not Nigeria. So we need to put on our goo so that we can deploy more milk. So the guy said he's starting a movement. movement, Right? So he wants to get more glasses, more virtual realities for those guys to be able to produce more. So for us to produce more, we must use the word of God as our face. So in his light, we must see light. Does someone understand? Hallelujah. So this week, we're not just seen as mere men. We're not struggling. We're not hustling. Right? When people ask you, how are you? you're not saying I'm just hustling. No, 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 no. We're living in abundance. Someone say abundance. Someone say abundance. Someone scream abundance. The generation is rising. An emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.